Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Welcome, DBP peeps, to our episode titled The Chronic Conundrum. Dun, dun. I did that last time, didn't I? Dun, dun, dun. It is a conundrum. To it be is honest. a conundrum. We are going to talk today about uh, the legalization of marijuana, pros and cons, what is going on in our country today, our thoughts. Yep. And I know it's a very hot button topic these days, <laughs> but um, anyways, we have the best wine to go with it. We do. It is the Chronic Cellars Purple Paradise. It sounds like. It sounds like pot that you would go buy. It really does sound like a brand of uh, some ganja you'd be smoking know. in Colorado. I don't know. What um, they I know, but what do uh, what do they call it? What do they call what? Like when you go, they have all different names when you go into those stores. What's, what? I'm trying to think of something from like a movie, like the Pineapple Express or whatever. <laughs> uh, anyways, this is a red blend. Ouch. Um, out of out from Paso oh, Robles, yes. California. Uh, and we're excited to try this. The label's really cool. It's got a skull on there that looks, he looks high, except he's got dice for his eyes. This seems to be their thing. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to pop it. I'm really excited. Ooh. It's been a while since Jamie and I drink wine together. Ooh. And when I say that, I mean like a week. <laughs> That's a Which while. feels like a really long time at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, they have yeah. a phone number on this one. Oh. How interesting. You guys remember what happened last time we had a phone number well, on if the you court. Don't, if you didn't listen to episode seven, you should definitely take a listen. Um, and actually, it goes really it, well with this episode perfectly. because we did talk to um, Chip Forsyth from Reckless Love Wines, and they are making the first weed wine. So if you want to hear more about that, then listen to episode seven, and we actually got to interview him and talk to him. All right. Ooh. Cheers. Okay, cheers. To the chronic. To the chronic. All right, so this wine. Oh, wow. This wine is, uh, did we talk about it? It's Zin. It is a blend. Yeah. I know you mentioned that. It's a blend. It's 79% Zin, 11% Petite Syrah, 6% Syrah, and 4% Grenache. And it is a 14.5 ABV, so it gets up there, which I think that we would expect from like Central Coast, California climates, especially with Zin. Yeah, and it's a 2016. Zin can be boozy. Mm-hmm. Um, boozy. I would say this is lighter on... The color. The color is lighter than I would expect I agree. mostly Zin-based wine. It's got an intense amount of spice. It does, but it's also got... Like, like stewed plum. <laughs> yes. Which is interesting because I remember. That's what we said with Chip too. Yeah. Their reckless love. So yeah, stewed plum. It also has like a like a, a slightly like Swedish flowery at the very end. I actually think that Ooh. the yeah. the name of this wine, Purple Paradise, goes really well with the taste because I feel like it's like. Do you taste purple? I taste. I'm tasting purple. Sarah, I'm tasting colors. Have you? <laughs> I have not I had any chronic before this. I'm like, I don't think that we that anything got smoked. Nope. That's a that's amazing. Yeah, it, it, I actually do think that it's perfect too. And also, probably called Purple Paradise. They do have like two or three other 
blends on their website of their wines. But this one with the Petite Syrah and the Syrah, you're going to get more of that purpley color. So I, I'm, I have a hunch that that is one of the reasons why it's called this. But, yeah. Uh, you're right. You taste purple. I am tasting purple. It's like that purpley, plummy. Yeah. But there is like some deep spice in this. It warms the throat. Warms the back of the throat. Um, so this, so we're not going to talk about the grapes because we've talked about each of these grapes. You okay there? Yeah, I'm just trying Ooh. to figure out if there's oak on this. You got... I think there is. I mean... It's like got that vanilla. But Zinfandel typically has yeah. more of the spicy notes anyway, right? Yeah, but there's some vanilla in here. Maybe that's why I feel like it smells a little florally too. Potentially. Um, so I like their um, motto. Oh, life. <laughs> given life that is... we're given that we are referring to chronic as marijuana. I oh I know life is a gamble. This is on the bottle too. Life is a gamble. Just roll with it. Wishes in one hand, chronic in the other. I think that's hilarious. now. I think that what they are referring to is not a joint oh, or okay. a blunt. Mm-hmm. It is chronic, like a the bottle wine, of chronic, yeah, their own it. wine. But what is weird to me, I never, I've never heard of it used in this way. But chronic. The reason why it's called Chronic, Uh because it's two brothers who started this winery. Yeah, is it a winery? Well, we'll talk about that. Because they don't don't actually grow the grapes. They buy the grapes from different... I saw they have a tasting room. Do they? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe we should go to Central Coast, California. They describe that Chronic refers to the very best grapes. And so Mm -hmm. they use only the best or Chronic grapes from each year's yield... And so it says here, the Beckett brothers deliver truly intriguing blends. Their chill vibe and adventurous flavor profiles create a totally chronic experience. Hell yeah. I, there's so much that can be, I think, assumed by what we're talking about and also just the words that are on their website can be taken a lot of different ways. All right. So context do, is key. Yeah. They do have a tasting room. Um, and it has cornhole and picnic tables on the back patio. And oh my a horse, God, that sounds so fun. A horseshoe pit on the lawn. That sounds really fun. And it's only $10 to taste. That's pretty cheap. How many wines do they have? Um, I think Is they've it got... No, I think they've got more. Let's see. No, they've got... Do they have way more? Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. I oh, missed. Yeah. I didn't scroll all the way. here on their website. I failed. So they even have a... Um... Oh, that's interesting. They only they have a wine called Kindly Swallows. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's like a, a lot of people would get crazy about it's that right now. It's a Grenache Rosé. Okay. And they also have a wine called <laughs> Dead Nuts. Dud Nuts? No, Dead. Oh, Dead Nuts. Dead Nuts. Ooh. Ouch. That doesn't sound very nice. Yeah. I mean, I could not be hipping with it with the lingo and this. I just said it again, lingo. Slang. Should we check like Urban Dictionary for this stuff? Because, geez, I feel like there are, I feel like there are some underlying jokes. Kindly Swallows, I'm pretty sure is pretty straightforward. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Jamie's like, shit. I'm trying to not, but you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I wonder if it's their bestseller in uh, blizzard months like these because no, <clears throat> it's kind of the- bitter. The wine, a little bit. Is it weird? I'm surprised. It definitely has a nice, like a higher acidity. Yeah. It has a little tartness at the end. And I feel like you'd be so proud of me, Sarah. I actually ate, brace yourself. I ate some raspberry Mm. when I was at a work trip the other day. I was just talking about how you don't like them. I still do not like them. I grabbed this little dessert thing and I was like, hmm, if I were playing a guessing game, would this be raspberry or would this be like fig? And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I had a fig thing before. So maybe it's fig. Yeah. No. Nope. Definitely not. Mm -mm. And I didn't spit it out. I kindly swallowed. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) So... Oh my God. I feel like you'd be so proud of me. But like, I feel like there's like some tartness too, like... A little bit, I don't know, maybe more like a raspberry tartness on the end. Yeah. I don't know that I'm getting any bitterness on this one. I don't know. I don't get raspberry on this. Well, I'm not sure if I like it yet. It's not like a heavy-bodied wine. It is a medium-bodied wine for sure. You know how much I love Zin, and this is like... This is not a traditional Zin. No, it's not. For it being 79%, I am a bit surprised. But so... It was on the cheaper side. Yeah, I think it was... Oh, I wrote it right here. It was $13. Yes. So pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. So um, a little bit more about these brothers, uh, mm-hmm. Josh and John. Okay. Is that right? I feel like that's right. I, I'm trying to read their handwriting on here, and it looks like Josh. Jake, excuse me. Josh and Jake. Sounds like a Disney show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh and Jake actually come from a wine-making family. So they grew okay. up in this. Yeah, yeah. But they, um, it, their family winery, I did a little digging, is called Peachy Canyon. Okay. Um, so they actually grew up sort of in the throes of all of this. And it said on the website that their chores were basically to go, like, wash out barrels and stuff. So you figure that, I mean, chores are meant to be something that kids hate. I th- well, they're not meant to be, but they typically are things that kids hate. So I think it's kind of amazing that they actually did grow up to go into the winemaking business. Um, They still actually work for and are involved with Peachy Canyon as well. Okay. You know, in addition to having their own own label. Um, So because of sort of the history that they had by growing up, uh, they actually became more familiar with the the growers in the region. And so they've been slowly, you know, sort of cataloging, like, who the best are. And that's that's how they've oh, decided really who cool. they're going to work with. Yeah. So um, kudos to them for actually, you know, sort of, like, storing all of this information away and actually being able to put it to good use um, once they both returned back to Cali. So the only thing I would give in advice, Josh yeah. and Jake, or whatever your names are, chronic people. What's your... Um, nice. You need to put more on your website. I don't really know what your wine's aged in. I can't that anywhere. So, and that's bothering me because I really want to know. Okay, because you're what, feeling the vanilla means that it's it's oak. I want to know what percentage extent. is it aged in oak. We need call us to know, or maybe we'll call you. We that need phone number to know. I'm just saying it would be it would be nice to know. I I really do love when places put their shit yeah. on their website. Yeah. So I mean, yes. they have a pretty cool website, though. So props for that. Yeah, chroniccellars.com. Yeah. Fun to fun to play around. I obviously failed at scrolling <laughs> to see all of their wines because I thought they. Were- 
They say they're keeping it chronic. I... Dude, I... Is there... Am I missing something? No, I think it's hilarious. Oh, my God. I think, I am I think like, there must be some funny guys. I am dying right now. I mean, they look like fun guys mm-hmm. if you look their, at their pictures, and I feel like they're, like, relatively chill dudes. <laughs> So, anywho, all, right. <laughs> all right. So let's delve into the state of marijuana. Marijuana, the chronic conundrum. Marijuana. So you want to talk a little bit about what, where we are in terms of legalization, and some of those conversations, some of the pros, cons that we see. I'm also very interested, especially because I've been reading more um, articles and things like that about you know, potential recreational drug use uh-huh. impacts on the wine industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that the fact, like we talked about uh, Rebel Coast, who's making the first THC-infused wine, mind yes. you, it's non-alcoholic, and right. you cannot buy it outside of, is it Oregon and California mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. Or Colorado, I, whatever it is. So that, I mean, they call it wine, but it's not alcoholic like wine, but it is made like wine grapes and the alcohol removed. Regardless, that I think is starting a trend, and I think we will start to see more of that. I feel like we've seen beers and things like that coming, like pot beer, whatever, cannabis beer. So I'm, I'd am i be interested to pick your mind a little bit on what you think that's going to do for the wine future, industry? future wine stuff. Yeah, I think that's something we'll talk about for sure, because I think it will impact it. Now, if you want to ask me, I'm a wine person. Through and through. It's not going to impact my we wine. We just diet. talked about this. Like, we are... It's it's almost painful to have to drink... Anything else. Other things. Yes. I mean, once in a while. It's I nice feel like to have a snob else. to some extent. Yes. But I'm like... I went to a concert the other night, and I was like, I just... I mean, I'm not going to drink their wine because yeah. it's going to be gross. So I guess I'll have a Blue Moon. Yeah. Like, I do like Blue Moon. Don't yeah. Me but I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, it's on tap. You Once do love while, your Guinness on I do tap. like that, but I'm yes. not, you know, I only want one. Maybe two. Or once in a while, I'm into my dirty martini with blue stuffed, uh, blue cheese stuffed olives. I've still never had a legitimate martini. We need to we will, make that freaking happen. We will do this. Yeah. Because that, like, but again, that's like a twice a year type of thing where I'm like, I need my really good Maybe martini. Maybe that should be a pregame before an episode. <laughs> God, that could be dangerous because those things are potent. Real? Okay. All right. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go. So, okay. Um, do you want to know what other words you can <laughs> use for marijuana slash chronic? Slash cannabis slash pot? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's more than that though. There's bud, Buddha, doob, doobie, hog leg, Mary what? Jane, Mexican dirt weed, skunk weed. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. It sounds smells. Swag. Swag. We know we've heard that. Woolies. Where? Does it say where these come from? I don't know, man. I'd be very intrigued by, like, where it's located. Fatty. Sure, sure, sure. Green bud. Uh, giggle stick. Interesting. <sighs> the devil's lettuce. Okay. Ganja. Uh, yes, that's on here. Fatty boom blotty. Fatty boom blotty. <laughs> Fatty boom blotty. That's actually, that is the name of a beer. Oh, okay. Sigaweed. Choke, weed. nugget, nib, roach. I already said that, didn't I? No, you didn't. I didn't say roach. No. Okay. <laughs> Toke. Sarah's basically looking at a massive paragraph. Tie stick. What? <laughs> what did you say? Tie stick. Tie stick? Yeah. 
I don't know. T I E. The cr- chronic, obviously, we've already. And this is where that. I struggle. This mm-hmm. is where I struggle. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I mean, I just thought I, that was all interesting. There's more, but I'm not. Gonna... Uh, it looks like there's a lot more. Yeah. I can't read Those that far. Those are some of my favorites. So. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So where are we at in the legalization status in this country? Um, I believe that 31 states have legalized it to some extent. Okay. So that may so not be... Let's differentiate here. Yeah, because there's have, the two. Yeah. Well, there's three things, I think, involved in terms of making law yeah. about this. One is to legalize medicinal marijuana. One is to legalize recreational marijuana. Mm-hmm. And one, I think, is to decriminalize uh, marijuana. And what does that exactly mean? Decriminalizing essentially means that they're making it so it's not as much of it's an It's like offense. a parking ticket? Exactly. Yeah. So it's not something that's like a... Felony. I don't know if it's normally a felony. Anyway. I think it's a misdemeanor. But they, I think it depends on the state, too. Right. But they also have, like, different... It's like if you're caught carrying X amount, you know, it's like... I know I've always seen these things like, oh, the intent to sell. And it's like, right. well, but is it really... I don't really know because I don't know what, like, an ounce of everything, like, looks like, yeah. to be honest. And I just threw an ounce out there. I don't know if that's a legit thing with pot or not. So... So, yeah, so there's, like, three things that I think are in the process of being evaluated through lawmaking. And so there are, I know in the most recent elections Mm -hmm. and um, votes uh, this past November, a lot of states and counties included at least something on these ballots regarding the use of marijuana. Yes. And I think from what I know about Wisconsin, it seemed that, like, different counties received different questions Mm-hmm. So I think some were just like, what are your thoughts about legaliz- legalizing marijuana? And they didn't necessarily split out like medicinal versus recreational. Uh-huh. Some were very specific because they then, you know, sort of changed the law in some respects. Or were at least, I think, trying to garner interest in any of these options. Right. You know, it's like, where where is the government going to put its resources? Like, does yep. this seem like something worthwhile? And I think... I, th- I believe that there was a resounding yes across the country. Yeah, I I saw it on our ballot here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though, again, like you said, it doesn't mean it was being legalized. Here. Right. It's sort of just to get a sense of what's going to yes. happen. So t- in 10 states, including D.C., marijuana is fully legal for both recreational and medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know those other states include Colorado, uh, Oregon, I believe is one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, California. Washington, Washington. Basically that whole West Coast. Mm-hmm. All the places where wine is heavily grown, right? <laughs> Dude, Michigan? So Michigan just it just happened in this past November. Yeah. So they have been um, medically legal for a few years now. Yeah. And the recreational just passed in uh, November. So that's like a brand new thing. And so, as some of you might know, my home state is Michigan. Uh, my mother was appalled. <laughs> she was like, "I did not vote yes for that. I voted no." <laughs> And That's okay. this is not should should not be, you know, a thing. So. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. So yeah, Michigan is actually, I think, the first Midwest state to have both. Yeah. So pretty impressive to Michigan. Um, you know. I know. And then I see a few sort of like tucked up in the East Coast mm-hmm. where it's uh oh, what just happened? Where it's like Maine and then it looks like 
Massachusetts uh-huh. and Delaware. If I'm looking at the I always forget about Delaware. Print. I know. It doesn't make any sense. It's not really a state. It kind of is. St- it was the first state. I know. It's just so you small. You can't say no that one, it's not a state. No one goes there. I've never been there, but I did see that there is... One of my favorite bands is going to be performing in Dover, Delaware. If you're from Delaware, please call us. I want to know what it's like. <laughs> we could go. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know what to see. I don't. We know might what there want is to make to a bigger trip and do like yeah, that's what I'm saying. More. Yeah. Hit Delaware. Hit Maryland. Hit New Hampshire. For whatever. I almost said Virginia, but no, I don't want to go there. I need to get some like polos and things like that. What? Like to fit in with the like Connecticut, New Hampshire area. <laughs> no, you need vineyard vines, is what you need. Ah, need. yes, That's yes. It. Uh, okay, in twenty-two states, um, marijuana is legal medically, but not recreationally. Okay. And in thirteen states, ten yes. of which have legalized medical marijuana, weed has been decriminalized. So now this doesn't mean it's all still federally illegal. So you know what that means. At any point, the federal government can come into any of these states and seize everything because it is just legal by state, not federally. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't. I don't think that I realized that. That's and I why know that the money can't be on the books. How do you do your income But it taxes? has to be on the books because it has to be filed. Yeah, think about the dispensaries. I don't know what they do. I'm not sure how the business side of this works. I but think someone I went to high school with is federal, doing that. The federal government could come in and seize everything. Wow. Okay. And so that also means that an employer can prohibit it. So even though it might be oh, legal, sure. say, in Michigan, your employer can say it's illegal and you can get fired for it. Right. Which, like, come on, who gets fired for drinking anything? No one. People get fired. I worked with someone who got fired because they were drunk on the job. Well, that's different. I mean, I could see that there are definitely some occupations where that is definitely not cool. Healthcare? I'm thinking anything with, like, machines, too. Yes. Only because some of the things, and this is, you know, I was, I I really enjoyed, Wine Folly has, like, an article about, like, coffee versus wine versus (laughs) cannabis. And so it sort of takes you through, like, what your body is going from your mind all the way down to your feelings and stuff like that. When you're on each of these substances Mm -hmm. and primarily, and I'm sure, well, I don't know. I feel like this is definitely a stigma or a stereotype is that it just makes you like really like slow. Yeah. So I feel like if you're working, if you're operating heavy machinery, much like you shouldn't take certain medications because they may cause drowsiness. I feel like pot might be one of those things that you just don't do when you have to deal with heavy machinery. I agree. Yeah. So a little bit more about the federal versus state law. Yeah, please. So under federal law, any possession of marijuana is a crime punishable by up to a year in jail and a $1,000 fine. This federal is federal? Law always trumps state law. So if they want to enforce federal law, they can. Right? That seems kind of... Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that like... No, no, no. It couldn't. Does that mean that like someone who is a local law enforcement... Now that I'm not sure who Could, actually enforces it. Right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Because it's not like a local law enforcement could go in and find you and just say, oh, we're going to enact the federal law. So in 2011 and 2012, the federal government cracked down on a bunch of um, dispensaries. Yeah. And they closed them down. This resulted in them closing them down. When was this? In 2011 and 2012. Well, that was really early on. So yeah. I could see that that might have been a bigger issue. But because of the... 
you know, sort of progression, if you will. So there was actually like something called the Cole Memo in 2013, and this encouraged federal law enforcement to only focus on marijuana operations that distributed to minors that were gang affiliated, that were covers for mm. legal, legal activity, that used oh. firearms, um, and that grew marijuana on public lands. Okay. So essentially, they're and saying also that. also, if they involved impaired driving, public health concerns, use of possession on federal property. Okay. Um, under President Obama, they rarely ever filed charges involving legalized marijuana. But with the new administration, I'm not quite sure how that's gone. Okay. So. That's interesting. I did not really realize that the federal law was. Oh yeah, more strict. Mm-hmm. But I now I'm even more curious about how, who who enforces that, and under what situations might you? So it's kind of like this in pharmacy. Yeah, here my pharmacy brain comes. Even though I don't work in a traditional pharmacy, dispensing drugs, right? Mm-hmm. You have federal law and you have state law. State law is different in every state. So if you're a pharmacist, you need to go to every state. And you need to take an exam to become licensed. Right, right, right. But when you're looking at these laws, if the federal law trumps the state law, you always go by the federal law. But if somehow the state law is more stringent Stringent than the federal law, then you go by the state. Oof, that's a lot. It's a little bit rough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes makes sense because then you're always going to be held up to sort of the strictest law mm-hmm. i guess but in this case it's a it's a little bit different because i still don't know who's going to enforce that yeah for the not, pod yeah so a couple can we talk a little bit about um pros cons yes other things our thoughts about it yeah i mean i personally look i think that wine is my drug of choice it's my vice of choice alcohol is a drug yeah i choose wine I, I, I choose wine. I personally, <laughs> I think that there are definitely some pros. I think that there are some people who have greater, from what I understand, greater anxiety. This can serve as an option to help them decrease that anxiety and mm-hmm. feel more relaxed and less stressed, which I think could potentially, and I'm just spitballing here. I'm, right. this is, I'm not evidence backing any of this shit, so this right. is my layman's whatever thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if people become so, so stressed, they might resort to taking, you know, matters into their own hands. And I, I, I get very concerned, like thinking about like the mental, like greater mental illness and like breakdowns and like, you know, feeling thoughts of suicide. And I, and I don't know that this is true, but I, I like to think that pot may be an answer for people who need to find some way to relax and realize that there's sort of more out there. And from what I get, and a- another thing from the Wine Folly thing, which was a fantastic graphic, it's mm-hmm. like you become you become super focused on caffeine. You become like happy on wine and alcohol or whatever. And yeah. you become super creative on pot. Creative? Yeah. Like you almost have these like epiphanies because for some reason you can see things from a different perspective. Okay. So, you know, I can't really say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with that because I also think that some people need different outlets. So, okay. Interesting enough. Um, 
Okay, I'll tell you. I have a couple things on this. Okay. Right. Well, first, first, I think we have focused a lot on the positives of marijuana, and I don't disagree with a lot of those positives. I think medicinally there is a lot of benefits. You know, especially for like cancer patients. Yeah. And this is like from my own experience, you know, when you work with them and they really are grasping for something and it helps you, it helps them have an appetite. It helps them feel better. It like reduces their nausea, you know, and like all those things. And then pain relief. Like I'd much rather have somebody on marijuana than opioids. Oh, for sure. Because there's an, also an opioid epidemic. Yes. And that I can mean, lead to things like her- that. That is more a gateway to heroin than weed will ever be. Yeah. Okay. So like, I totally think in those circumstances, a hundred percent, I do agree with you about the anxiety and the, that type of thing. What I think like, so you put up these polls, 2011, 50% of Americans were in favor of legalizing marijuana. Yeah. And I just looked at a recent poll in from last year, and it said it was sixty three percent. So it's it's in, that's it's increasing, it's increasing, right? So, and I think a lot of it is is people are becoming more comfortable with the idea. But I would, I would um, also urge people to not ignore the fact that there are negatives to this. And I'm not saying That's that true. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it, but I'm saying that we need to be very aware of what could happen and what we need to be careful of because I feel like everyone's like, oh, just legalize it and tax it, right? No, no, no. Like it's going to be better for for the economy. It's going to create jobs. You know, the whole thing about like the police not focusing on things like that and focusing on more serious crimes. Totally agree. But are they focusing on that, or is it just something that comes across like? Or would the same people you know, who are getting caught with this actually the ones that are still going to be getting caught with it because of new laws? Yeah, I don't really know myself. Okay, so this is something that you and I talked a little bit about before we started recording. When you start to legalize something, and let's say you apply an age limit to that, every time you apply like an age limit to stuff, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't. That's not what I'm saying. But same thing with alcohol. It used to be 18, and then yeah. it went up to 21. Well, guess what? Yeah. People who were 18 didn't stop drinking. No, but it made... Okay. And no. people want to do it more because it's more of like the the peer pressure, the cool thing, the yeah. like whatever. And I feel like it's more enticing. Whereas, you know, we... Especially, I have to think back to wine, right? So like wine is actually something that's part of a lot of European cultures. And so they oftentimes will have wine as children. Not large amounts, but like small amounts of wine as children... That's like what happens and it's not something that's horrible. And I, I might argue and granted, I don't have stats in front of me, but I might argue that there's less of a problem with underage drinking or with youth and adolescence and those still growing drinking. And we don't have quite as many like fraternity sorority situations happening where kids just get blackout drunk and end up dying during hazing events or something. Uh Or, you know, we don't have like, it's not looked at as this awful, awful thing. And so people, when you, when you don't tell people they can't do, it's like a child, you tell a child that they can't do something. Well, guess what? They're going to fucking go do it. Yeah. Adults too. So this is true. I mean, it's one of those things where if it is legalized, you have to think about again, sort of the 
the trickle effect, like the trajectory of all of the things that are going into these. But on that note too, like if it's legalized, I think that, yeah, I agree with you about the age thing, but also that if you don't put an age limit, it increases access. That is right? also true. And like, you have to be careful because the negatives to this is like decreased IQ, decreased attention. Yeah. Span. We saw this from you know, the AMA who de- posted it. Right. Decreased. Yeah. And not just them. There's been studies. They're posting. Oh, tons. Yeah. They're posting a statement on that. Decreased long-term uh, memory retention. Okay. Yeah. So all these things are going to be really impacted more as a young person. Absolutely, because their brains have exactly. not fully, their brains their bodies exactly. have not fully formed. Not to mention, I'm so sorry, and I'm going to get on a mini so very short mini soapbox. Yeah. But if these kids are not, and this I think goes back to our previous mm-hmm. episode on A to Z about mm-hmm. like what kids want in yeah. their school curriculum. We are not going to be teaching work ethic. We are not going to be readying them for the real world as adults and when they have to fully function in the real world. So I completely agree that there are certain things that need to be considered because these growing minds, they don't quite, they don't know what they don't know, but they also just think they're being really cool and that this is like a cool feeling or whatever. We need to teach them, I think, and maybe not through specific programs. Like I read one article about a program that I even went through. I didn't know it was still around. Yeah. But some of this is just like too preachy and not, I think, interactive enough. Yeah. And not, it, it, when it gets too preachy, kids, I think, just tune out and we need to get a better sort of channel of communication. I, I, I agree with you. Whereas this is too serious. It is very serious. <laughs> I don't know that there's a right or wrong okay, answer. Here's the other thing. Because I can see both sides. Well, the difference... Listen, and I'm not con. I'm just, I'm just, I know. I'm just telling you what we need to think about, okay? The other thing is, is the driving, the impaired driving. Oh, fair. Okay, so when we drink alcohol, you blow into a whatever breathalyzer, and it, there's a legal limit, and if you don't pass that legal limit, you're drunk, and you get, you know, a DUI. Okay. Yeah. Fair. All right? We all know how much is recommended Really, you should try and drive without any alcohol, but we all know, okay, a glass of wine for a woman and two drinks for a man, whatever, okay? And by tomorrow, it's out of your system for the most part. But cannabis is not that way. No, there is no... Now, the people have been working on breathalyzers, but nothing's out yet. Considering how many states have legalized it, like, how do you know if someone's driving impaired? Weed stays in the system for weeks. So even if you blood test or whatever like yeah because you can say if you don't want to breathalyze for alcohol you can say i don't want to breathalyze take me to the hospital do a blood test you can do that you can refuse okay with weed you could have smoked two weeks ago and you're totally fine and you're driving and the only way to test it it's going to show positive but how do you know if you just smoked and if you're currently impaired, you know. Oh, don't. because it's still going to be in your system. Right. So it could be from like weeks ago. Yes. Also, I know that there are like different strains, right? There are all these different things. It's like yep. almost, from what I understand, going into like a candy shop. So that's why this Purple Paradise, I'm, I'm pretty sure is like the name of a strain or uh-huh. strand or whatever the hell it's called of pot. I don't... But when you go in, they all have different effects, I think. They have different yeah. flavors. They have different effects. And so it's like they also have different, I think, half-lives. Yeah. I would assume some might wear off quicker than others. 
Yeah. And whether it's something that is perhaps smoked versus something that is ingested, like edibles, because I know that those are also very mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. Like what I I there's I think too much there's a lot on the market and I feel like it's perhaps smart to be slow about regulating things because you need to understand the effects and what each of these have impacts. I mean, please, even vaping is not yet classified as tobacco use. Well, I mean, they had synthetic marijuana. Uh, Exactly. And that actually is super dangerous and can completely cause you to lose your mind and die. Well, and that's the other thing. And actually another... it's not marijuana at all. It's it's, just a bunch of chemicals. Yep. And it's another problem, I think, because on the drug market today... And maybe I'm just watching too much like SVU or something. something. Yeah. But a lot of times when kids buy drugs, they buy drugs and they don't know what's in it. Like you buy drugs thinking you're getting this one thing. Well, it's not even just kids. It's across the board. It you could be laced with something. My God. And, and think so about there is a pro to legalizing it is that it would be regulated. Right. right? So you right. wouldn't have to worry about that, you know, and that's why this like synthetic quote, I'm going to use this loosely, this word, okay. but in quotation marks, synthetic marijuana yeah. was available at gas stations and stuff like that. And it was killing people. Like the whole zombie person eating, you know, biting the munchies. Yeah, biting. Oh, no. oh, biting like, a human. Remember in Florida, there was just reports of like people like <laughs> no. eating people's faces off, and it Wait. was. I'm sorry for laughing. Are you yes. serious? And it was because they went psychotic on synthetic marijuana. Shut up! In the place that shall not be named, there was a big problem there with it, and I saw a 21 year old herniate his brain and die. Okay. <gasps> It was the, it was had nothing to do with weed or marijuana. They just called it that, yeah, because it was a chemical that you can't detect in exactly any drug test. Oh, because it wasn't a recognizable chemical, and so it wasn't illegal because no one knew what it was. It's okay. like it's like a synthetic thing. Ooh, that's scary, man. It's I don't so know scary. why people would take that. Like, ooh, that's really scary. Because I'm because sorry. if you're 15, you don't know any better. Exactly. And you go into a gas station, you see synthetic marijuana, and you're not going to get caught with a you're drug like, test. Cool, or, man. And you know it's not illegal. Ooh, scary, yeah. scary. So very, very scary. So that is a pro for legalizing it, is definitely that it's um, will be regulated and you know what you're getting. However, it also makes it a little more potent. So marijuana has become more potent over the years. Probably because so, it doesn't have as much extra shit in it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely. I feel. I feel as though marijuana drugs have changed. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, across the board, probably gotten more potent. But at the same time, people just start throwing extra shit in there. Well, I think also what's interesting is you don't really know how much you're getting, right? Like, so, like right now, we're drinking a wine that's fourteen point five percent ABV. We know exactly how many glasses are going to like how we're going to feel right if you're true except remember in the u.s that abv can be plus or minus 1.5 okay fine but that's not going to make a huge difference right 16 percent versus 13 uh plus or minus 1.5 so it's 16 percent versus 14.5 right no plus or minus so versus 13 yeah, if it's third, you don't know if it's okay. I Up see or what down? You're yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. 
Yes, true. But I mean, but I think overall, for the most part, overall. You know what like two glasses of wine should you, essentially exactly, be like. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Versus like you go to one of these uh, dispensaries. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is the potent stuff and this is the not potent, you know. And you're like, well, how much, like, how do you really know? And like but edible versus smoking. too, right? Right. And then, well, same with alcohol. But I, I, think, I know. I think everyone kind of knows. It's socially acceptable, right? Like, you go anywhere and you're offered wine or beer. Yeah. You're not going to be offered. And here's the other thing. You have that thing where you're smoking and the smoke itself is going to impact other people. Yeah. So that's why I think it's never going to be one of those things that you go like into a restaurant and they're like, oh, which joint would you like tonight? You know? Yeah. Because smoking itself <laughs> is not, has, has been banned pretty much indoors. Butler passed hors d'oeuvres. Exactly. Blunts. Would you like some Purple Paradise tonight? <laughs> Or some, uh, you what know, am I thinking of? Green. Kush? Kush? Would you like some? Kush? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Some that, orange Kush or some ganja green or like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen these things, I have not experienced them. You just said ganja again, and I'm so sorry. Mild anecdote. I was 12 years old in Jamaica on a horseback riding adventure with okay. my mom. My sister, who was also 12, and my aunt. Uh-huh. And while we were on a horseback, there was this old man just hanging out. And he asked if we wanted some ganja. And your answer and was? My sister and I were like, ah, we don't know what that... Like, like, we didn't think about it. Yeah. But my mom was like, oh, shit. I probably shouldn't have. No, we need to get away from here. This is probably a bad idea. Very cool experience. But we definitely got asked if we wanted ganja by some old man just smoking away in a lawn chair. Well, you know. So if we are to legalize marijuana, and I'd say let's focus maybe a little bit on recreationally. Yeah. Because I think medicinally, like, that is for a different purpose and I maybe wouldn't have quite as an impact the rest of the market. This is true. But if we were to legalize recreational use of marijuana, I can't help but think that sales in liquor overall would actually go down. In all alcohol. All mm-hmm. alcohol. I mean, yeah. wine too. And wine has definitely seen sort of, I think, an mm-hmm. influx because it's... And beer. It's, and beer. Yeah. The craft beers, for sure. Oh, my yeah. God, for sure. Like, craft beer is, like, jumping up left and right. But I think that, you know, from what I've read before, it's, like, in the 70s, like, recreational drug use became, like, really, really popular. Yeah. And so drinking within certain countries, I think especially in the U.S., where we weren't quite as big of a, a wine-producing country at that time, they saw a huge drop in yeah. the purchasing of wine and other... Well, they, it mentions wine, but other alcohol too because everyone's using these recreational drugs. And then it becomes... It's, it's sort of like hills and valleys, basically. Okay. Mountains and valleys. You could also use the argument, has anyone ever died of weed? But have someone has someone died of alcohol? Well... Okay, Driving-wise, I think both could be made the argument for both, right? Probably, Probably more, more so alcohol. for the alcohol, yeah. Overdose-wise, yeah. can you overdose on weed? If it's laced with something and if, you don't know it. I know, and so then it, it leads yeah. to, like, so, should, if it's So, regulated. again, I mean, like, there's the kind of thing where, like, okay, alcohol sales might be down, but is that bad? Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean... I, I don't know. I mean... I'm a, again, I'm a wine person, but I'm not like driving, right? And I, I right. know I'm not going to overdose on wine, right? Whew. Not saying it doesn't happen, but that was rough. You know, and then it's like some people 
just like you said, don't know their limits and keep going and yeah. going, right? I think it's tough, but I think I think what we're seeing in this industry, a a lot of focus, and this is why I'm actually not sure that you know the legalization of recreational use is necessarily going to have as large of an impact as it did before, mm-hmm. like recreational drugs before. Yeah. Simply because I do think that there is a greater appreciation perhaps to what is going into the glasses, what's going into the bottles, Mm -hmm. and so what we're drinking. I mean, I would be very happy if we saw a bunch of that cheap, mechanized, like, shit, like, coming off. Like, I don't need to be paying $4 for a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody should pay $4 for a bottle of wine because I think that there's so much extra shit in it. And I think, and I'm, I am saying that. I am saying that. I'm not sorry for it. I'm saying it. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So in the in the states that have legalized marijuana, yeah, there's almost a 15% reduction in monthly alcohol sales. Oof. Yeah. Now the breakdown of which alcohol, I'm not quite sure. Right. Um, but mm. I mean, this affects so economy-wise, we talk about creating jobs, but are we then creating jobs for legalizing marijuana, but then are we taking away jobs from the alcohol industry? I don't know. It's it's, I, it's hard but, to tell. Oh. This is I a think conundrum. Only time, I think only this t- is a fucking it's chronic, a chronic conundrum. conundrum. I think only time will tell. I agree definitely with the medical legalization of marijuana. Okay, so I'm getting down to my final thoughts on what I actually think. Okay. Recreationally, I don't think it shouldn't happen, but I think there needs to be a good amount of regulation. I don't know if we're there yet. And I think we're jumping the gun a little bit in terms that we don't have any way of figuring out the driving situation. True. And do we really have a way to like quantify how much somebody's getting? And do we have a way to make sure that the access to the, you know, it needs to be restricted for, yeah. I think, age-wise. You just, so there's, people say you can't get addicted to marijuana, but that's not true. There's a, 9% of people get addicted to marijuana. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not as common as other drugs. It's probably like, you know, I think there's definitely a lot of pros in the sense like, yeah, I probably would rather have someone driving smoking weed than drinking for a hundred percent. You know, it, it does help with anxiety. It does help with a lot of different things. But much like, I mean, one could argue that like having a small glass of wine could also help relax True. a person. But I do think that and you're there are right. heart benefits from alcohol. So I, I'm almost thinking that, yeah, there are. I'm almost well, thinking. They're, 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 okay, so there's clear cardiac benefits from having a limited amount of alcohol a day. Mm-hmm. Is there any health benefits from marijuana? Besides if you have cancer or, like, psychological... People might argue that they're getting their greens that way. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean... No, no, I see what you're saying. I'm not... Again, I'm not against it. I just... So what I think we're getting to is that there seems to be a need to essentially evaluate... Before you evaluate what you're going to regulate, it may be sort of in the best interest for humans... To sort of start with a decriminalization, decriminalization, but also sort of allow legally the medicinal use of. I feel like that sums up like what we're thinking. And I think the federal government needs to step in because eventually this is going to be a country 
wide thing, a nationwide thing, and they need to step in and and put some laws in so that it's actually used correctly. They do, but sometimes they can regulate too much. Sure, but you know what? Like, there has to be some sort of regulation, right? That's true. That's true. Otherwise, you have companies that are going to be operating federally illegally. Oh, yeah. You're going to have people putting a lot of, you know, risk into that. You're going to have users not using it correctly. Not that, like, everybody will. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know. So they need to step in and have a stance. I mean, we were already, There's got to like, be something. There's there needs to be something. something. And maybe these are small stepping stones. But I think that there is, we we are seeing the writing on the wall and it is going that direction of legalization. And I think that essentially, and I'm sorry, but like, I feel like people need to sort of understand that that is going to happen and it is going to be sort of the future of the country. It is. And so like, if you want to do it right, then step in now and do something about it, federal government. Before shit gets too far down. Right. Because then it's like state by state, everyone's going to have different laws. It's going to be too hard to yeah. make it consistent across state lines. And then then things get blurry and messy and yeah. the whole nine yards. Indeed. So, Indeed. Indubitably. Yeah. Indub- 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 so uh, to all those who are um, <laughs> enjoying the chronic. Chronic. Consumers? You're, yes. Chronic consumers? We only promote legal. <laughs> legal consumption of chronic. We thank uh, you. For, yeah. This is actually, I really enjoy Do so this responsibly. Yeah. And, drink um, and. Drink and. Toke. Toke and smoke and whatever responsibly and whatever drug of choice is yours, whether it be the chronic or the wine in our case. Choose your vice. <laughs> Choose your vice. Choose your vice and use it responsibly. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you feel compelled to or like you'd like to, please feel free to leave a review yeah. on your favorite podcast listening platform. Only if it's positive. If it's negative, you can email yeah. us. <laughs> if it's we'll negative, take email it via us. email. We'll take it via email. And uh, if you have any uh, comments on our discussion today, we'd love to hear from oh you Oh my God, well. we would totally love... We would totally love to hear that. So thank you for listening. Happy February again. And cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the girls of DBP. DBP.